You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at whopetspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com, our good friends at Lakerholics.com, plus the awesome folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. That's pretty much what you can say about tonight's game against Utah as the team heads into the All-Star break because it for a while there, it was pretty quiet and pretty desolate in the crypto.com arena as the Lakers faced off against the Utah Jazz to close out the season as far as before the all-star break with the Lakers coming into the game on a downswing but several days off they looked fresh they looked really good to start off the game they started the game on 11-0 run playing very well on both ends of the floor with LeBron AD looking very smooth indeed and then it seemed like the bottom fell out for a little while. The Utah Jazz, who've been really one of the hottest teams in the NBA, winning their last six in a row, started to really take over. And Donovan Mitchell was just on fire for most of the game. He looked really good for most of the game coming back after that terrible concussion he got the last time he played against the Lakers. So he ended up scoring 37 points and was dominant most of the game. And to make matters worse, as the Lakers started to fall behind, a terrible thing happened yet again. And it was Anthony Davis. Unfortunately, if you saw it, just a terrible, terrible turn of his ankle as he went up for the ball on the lob from Malik Monk. And he went down hard and crashed down to the floor. And everyone was worried that it was much more serious than what it maybe possibly looks like. The initial reports from Twitter, Lakers Twitter, and Dave McMenamin and ESPN.com says the test results were negative. So they're going to reassess exactly how long he will be out after the All-Star break. We'll see how he comes out on the other side. I'm probably saying it's a 
pretty nasty ankle sprain. So we'll see where we go with that one. Probably about two, three weeks. Bobby's going to be out again. But you know what? It could have been a lot worse. And at times it looked a lot worse for him because he looked like he was really in pain. And the Lakers just seemed to suck the life out of the crypt. And it really became a crypt for a while as the Lakers fans just, you know, just this hush. You could actually just tell that everybody was just worried about what was going on. The Lakers play suffered from it as they fell down by 13 points was the actually a, a largest lead that Utah had at one time. And it looked like for most of the third quarter and going into the fourth that they were going to go ahead and control the game. But a comeback spearheaded at first by a couple nice baskets by Russell Westbrook doing what he can do going to the basket can't do a whole lot these days otherwise but he sure did go ahead and do on a couple plays drive very well to the basket in a up and down game for him but lebron james spearheaded and took over in the fourth quarter as only lebron james can with 15 of his 33 points in the fourth quarter and the lakers Pulled away after a nice three-point shot from Austin Reeves and some free throws by Russell Westbrook. And they pull away with a 106-101 to victory over the Utah Jazz in a very, 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 did I say very? I meant very much-needed win for the team as they head into the All-Star break. And here today to talk about the game are two great guests indeed. First up, he is known on the lakersball.com chat room during the course of the game and there's a lot of chatting going on i actually took a chance to see it tonight and yeah there was a lot of chatting going on he is ox1947 it is joe soro joe good to have you back hope you're feeling better glad to hear you are feeling better from what i'm seeing and you're actually eating earlier so yes it sounded like you were doing okay you actually right now are looking a lot better than what ad is at this time but again, the Lakers get out of this game and head into the All-Star break with some momentum. I'll take anything I got right now because a win is a win. It was the first time in a while where they they ended up teasing, but then it, it, it actually got executed this time because I was expecting a tease and then Conley or Donovan Mitchell hit a couple threes in a row and completely decimate the night. You were expecting what we saw on Saturday. Yeah. But when LeBron tied it with the three, it did feel a little different. I was like, wait a minute. Usually he doesn't hit that particular three. He'll hit a three to get within three or to get within one. But he hadn't hit a game-tying three in a while. And I it did feel a little different. So I got a little excited. And then, of course, they played some really good defense down the stretch. And... Austin Reeves, what can you say? He wasn't really having a good night from deep, but he did hit the shot that mattered, and that essentially was kind of the game winner. But I, I was so you were you were you opened the, the the show with high low high low. I I've done what AD has done to his ankle maybe fifty times in my life. Whether I've got, a, I've only done it thirty myself. So well, I I, you, you, you all know how that feels, yes. and it's, hitting the ice. Yeah, it's, it's, it. I've done it so much that I can't even watch it happen to anyone else. I, I, I don't know how much it bent. I was just going off of what AD was, how AD was reacting to the ankle, and it, it, it reminded me of the the worst one I ever got, which was one I had 
on the bleachers when I was running, when I was doing my cardio. It was, it didn't break, but it was the worst pain in the history of life, at least for me. And I kind of channeled that when I was looking at him grab his ankle. Now, the only thing I, the only thing I would, I would have maybe said is, you know, he is a, he doesn't really have a high pay, uh, pay threshold. I do. I've, I've played football with a broken hand and I, I was playing center. I've done, I've dealt with pain before. I don't know how AD's pain tolerance is. It, it doesn't look too high. However, when the reports came back that it was negative, because I did kind of start thinking maybe he might have broke something. But since he didn't break anything, it's likely going to be a high ankle sprain. He'll be out a month, I'd say. There's yeah. only one yeah, there's only one man on the in the history of sports that I ever saw turn his ankle that bad and uh and come back like two days later, and that was Kobe Bryant. But you know, those guys those guys don't exist anymore. But anyways, let's talk about the positives. I thought the Lakers you really, really, you know, buttoned up there in the last six, seven minutes of the fourth quarter was very encouraging. The defensive, the defensive side of things it was the first time I saw the defense. It's one cons- of their best defensive performances consist- of the year. Yeah, it consistent, consistently keep their offense in the game, which meant okay, we know that the Lakers can score. We know LeBron can get to the basket. We do know that guys like Malik Monk and Tht. Austin have a habit of making shots on occasion and helping the team out on that situation in that, in that realm. But the problem was always on the defense. It was like, we would get close, we would tease. And then all of a sudden, other than Donovan Mitchell, they allowed no one else to go off consistently. And I think that was a key. Yeah. And even that Bogdanovich shot at the end, I mean, that's typical Bogdanovich. He just seems to make those, no matter how far he is or how many people Well, that's are typical him. NBA. I mean, you get up with a late lead like that, and there's, you know, out of desperation, you always see the other team hit a three. In fact, tonight you saw it in Golden State with Denver hitting a last-second three when Golden State thought they had got had the game won. So, sure, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it always, always seems to happen as far as the other team relaxing, even in those crucial seconds. But, yeah, it's really as a, a great defensive performance for the Lakers, something I have not been able to say pretty much the entire mm-hmm. season. But also here today, talk about today's game. Good man. Well, he's here for a win. He's here for a win. He's not here for just the losses. It's Laker Tom. Laker Tom, you cannot tell me after AD got hurt that you and I were were destined to think for at least a while that we were going to be here for another loss. But your thoughts on the game, again, a very good defensive performance by the team. Just they were stuck to it. The perseverance and the comeback by the team in the fourth quarter is to be commended. We've seen them come back time and time again and fall short. This time, heading into the All-Star break, you got to feel a lot better about what happened this time around. Well, I think we've seen in the last two or three games that the team has been playing well. Certain players have had great games. Sometimes guys haven't shown up. But we've been in the games, you know. We, we've, we've really been competing the Warriors game was a game that we should have won. Tonight's game was another situation where uh, we got deflated after AD got hurt. And when you think about it, if, if he was going to get injured right before the All-Star break is as good a time as anything to get injured. And one of the things that, that why AD had such a great bubble playoffs was that time off that he had 
and he may get an opportunity to, you know, he'll, he'll get some time off. Um, I've had those, I've had many of those same types of sprains as Joe was saying. And actually, I don't think this will be, actually won't be a high ankle sprain because it looked like his, his ankle went over completely right very low. So, you know, when the, those high ankle sprains where you get hit high, just seem to take forever. They're like groin injuries. They just linger and linger. And you don't know when you're ready until you're ready. You just, you just can't predict them. They're just unpredictable. So I would guess he's probably going to be out a month. I mean, that was a pretty severe strain and, and you don't want to push it. You just worry about overworking LeBron. I mean, that was, that was a miraculous comeback by LeBron tonight. Not only did he hit the clutch threes, but he was in there fighting, uh, you to, think a part of it because he was, I mean, well, I, 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 he was great. You, do you think he was motivated by the presence of Aaron Donald being there, especially after the fact that they embraced so well after the game? And, you know, he just seemed I like. I don't think any good. of that crap matters at all to LeBron. Well, I think LeBron. very emotional LeBron is, playing the, LeBron is playing the game to win. Um, and there were points in time where his teammates really had to show that they had enough to get him back in the game, I felt. Um, and that's they did okay. just enough. That's okay. But, you know, I mean, in the minute AD got hurt, you could see LeBron thinking, well, boy, I better pace myself. You know, it's not going to be season-ending injury. He probably didn't break anything. But he's probably going to be out. He's probably going to be out for a month, you know. And thank God it happened before the break. So we get maybe three weeks of games that he misses. And he might come back fresh. And, and that may be the difference. But... But LeBron was basically pacing himself starting right from after that injury. You know, there were just little things that, that was great to see. It was great to see Bazemore come in. He had to hit a shot, change up, and all of a sudden have a little bit bigger guy on, a quicker guy with size on, on Donovan. And and then the defense in the second half, remember, this is the team that's number one in the league. They average 114 points a game. They scored 101 points, and they got only 22 points in the fourth quarter. And this is after they started off, you know, down 11 nothing, and came back just burying us with three-point shots. We played great defense in the second half because they had to work for a lot of shots. And they got a lot of lucky breaks where, you know, they get these long rebound threes or uh, it just it just drives me crazy that sometimes we play great defense and, and they, get a, they get a lucky bounce of the ball for a, an easy score. And LeBron, I don't know what the guy has to do before he gets called, before he goes to the free throw line. I know he went to the free throw line a lot tonight, but there were so many blatant cases of where he went into heavy traffic. Um, and then just the touch fouls on the other end almost seemed like it was, uh, almost seemed like the refs had a, had, a, had a horse in the game, man. He only went to the free throw line twice. Is it just twice? <laughs> Just Boy, that, that that last minute of officiating was atrocious. I mean, yeah. when that clock you know, it's, was... it's funny. Every time <laughs> every time there's a challenge, the Lakers lose. You can almost bet on it. I mean, we must be eight in a row that I think we How it. How was that steal by Malik Monk not a... Do you really need to go and review that? I'm I'm sitting in my living room. I'm not... Well, the I'm one not with, Malik the has one to do Monk. something competitively about this automatic... Well, the, the one with Monk is was a legitimate uh, foul for the Lakers. I mean, that should have been the breakaway. No, but they wanted us. They wanted a the breakaway. The one but was he, kind of a flop. You got to admit that was kind of a well. Flop. He a probably flop. would have had a breakaway layup, but he was not ahead of the guy who was. They need to make a decision at this point with this 
it, 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 it's, well, is it, it a, you can't allow well, guys to stop the game by just automatically fouling, intentionally fouling. That's got to stop. That those, those uh, yeah, those, the, the, yeah, that's, those that rule stop. is going to get changed. Then that needs to be a judgment call. Do you yeah. really need to review every time? I'm not blind. I can see he was about to go to the basket. He fouls him. That's the clear path. You would end all that. It would end it. it but they're not doing it. Every time you do that, get it. You get a T. As simple as that. You end it right there. Two shots and the ball. That's yeah. that's the punishment. It's it. Do you really need to waste 45 minutes for a review? That call. Just, that, just, just think know. how much more exciting the NBA would be if they did. They took that rule away, which hopefully they well, will this summer. Yeah, but it was the Lakers who it was the Lakers who were who were pressuring the refs to review that play because they thought that they had a chance at a clear path. And of course, um, they and obviously, if you don't, if watch the original tape, you can see that it was not a clear path. That guy was ten feet in ten. The defender was ten feet further down court than than Malik was at the point in time when he was fouled. So it was the Lakers who caused this delay because they're the ones who were screaming, you know, "Hey, man, clear path!" But the Lakers, uh, uh, but the Lakers, like again, again, just a way to step it up defensively throughout right. the entire game. Again, they, a lot of guys, not, you know, we have we have points from a lot of guys. I mean, there's only the only Ellington is the only guy who didn't score in the entire game of all the people we played. But we played no one looked outstanding outside of LeBron. The Lakers, they did just right. enough, which is good. But the fact is, on the defensive side, they allowed no one outside of Mitchell to go off, and I think that's a key. Because again, right. you talk about the what the best offense statistically in the NBA for the Utah Jazz, and they held them to only 101 points tonight. I think that's yeah. something to take for, as far as into the All Star break. Uh, All Star break, as far as from the defensive standpoint, would well, be interesting to see what our defensive rating is uh, for the last two games. Because I thought the last two games we played excellent defense. Yeah. You know, they've been close games, but I, we should have a pretty low defensive rating. The team is coming together, you know. <laughs> we're a long shot, man. We're like we're like the 25, 25 to thirty-five to one, probably, and that's probably a homer bid. Um, I, I think that that I think I would I would probably put money twenty-five to one that the Lakers have a chance to win it all. I think that's about what our chances are four percent out of a hundred, but that's not zero. And if Anthony came back really healthy and was playing great, it might be eight. And if the LeBron Lakers got to didn't wear himself out. It could be 10, and lo and behold, you know, Russ Russ has played really well the last couple of games. I mean, other than that period, that lackluster period where 80 went out, where we just lost heart and just that threw the ball away for like four or five times in a row. Other than that, Russ played really well tonight, um, especially down the clutch. He didn't, he didn't he's, choke. He's uh, not, yeah, he's starting to really not make mistakes. Well, Part of it, too, I think, is that even if you're the players, you keep hearing over and over how Russ has caused all of these problems. And he didn't look, he didn't look, he looked okay and, today. And he did Russ, look great. Russ was playing almost like he was playing into that guilty role. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, people have finally understood that, hey, man, it's not just Russ. No, we, no, not it, at all. It's the offense. It's the lack of offensive design that we have. It's the fact that we don't have enough size for playing small ball that we're doing. Russ is often yeah. caught on the outside on the perimeter, which yeah. is not his game. We, we don't have the, the lineup. The lineup. We didn't. 
we put five guys out there that can't defend. Is that how you're going to win in the NBA? That's probably not how you're going to win. You know, you, you got to balance. You got to have some defense and you got to have some offense. And we've had so many injuries and such bad judgment by the coach in putting the lineups together. Um, and probably some bad judgment by the front office and certain guys that they thought were going to come through. But, you know, we still can end up with Reeves and Monk uh, as shining examples of a couple of guys who can really make a difference. And Stanley, I think, you know, he's probably 10th, 11th, or 12th man on any team that's got some quality, but he, but you need the guys, you need some guys who have a, uh, who have a little power and a little size. Avery Bradley and Carmelo Anthony were out of the lineup again tonight. Yeah. Uh, well, we're missing Melo badly. Tonight. We're missing Melo badly because we don't have many guys that shoot and we got nobody that shoots with size like he does. Yeah. I mean, like he said, he was the only guy close to LeBron and the number of threes that we take that have taken over the season. So, you know, I, I, a lot depends, a lot depends on what happens in the buyout market, which probably is that we're going to end up, you know, with probably nobody, you know, yeah. I mean, right. Uh, well, I, I would draw. I, I think you go out there, you know, I, I happen to think that you offer, you offer Goran Dragic a starting spot and you bring Russ off the bench. I don't you think Dragic is going to want to come um, to LA. Gary Harris is the guy who had really offered the starting spot because he could uh, move would. right in. You know, and and then Monk, you'd have Monk and Mello coming off the bench, which is. A I lot would. Of uh, I would actually no. I disagree. I would put. I would put Monk and keep Monk in the slot. In the slot, I I think Monk, Monk plays better and more effectively well, in the starting position. Harris could start alongside. It's him. always it's always a problem because you know it'd be a lot different if we had a six eight guy who could take play small forward. Well, Instead, true. we got a bunch of six four guys that they get killed. You know, and it's why we. That's why we just get battered because we never got it. You know, and Ariza, he hasn't shown that he isn't, that he's, that he can Ariza play. is not the 37 that LeBron yeah. is. Right. Yes, LeBron, let's put that in perspective. LeBron's, LeBron's one of those guys that you can't, that, that numerical age doesn't really matter. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably 33 or 32 in, in what a normal person's age is, you know, probably still got played till he's 30, late 30s, you know, which would be early 40s for him. But, uh, hey, listen, you know, it, it was fun. We haven't had a lot of fun this year. Yes. I mean, that's been the problem with – that's been the problem with the entire Lakers season, that it hasn't been fun. It hasn't been fun for the players. It sure hasn't been fun for the coaches. It hasn't been fun for the fans. You know, I mean, we haven't even seen our team. You know, we, we have new lineups that, that – we've never seen Monk and Reeves start with the, with the big three. And we probably won't now, you know, because we only got 24 games left. But we're still alive. There's still a high percentage, you know, maybe 50% that we're going to flame out like we did last year. Um, but there's, you know, but maybe there's, maybe it's 10% or 15% that well, the we Lakers... can have a miraculous game and, and win. Well, the Lakers on the other side of the All-Star break definitely have to do more because Portland with Anthony Simons is charging up a storm. They've won their last four. They won at Memphis tonight, and they're not slowing down in 10th place. I understand that the Lakers, you know, this is battle for ninth and 10th and not exactly what we have planned for. So hopefully the Lakers can take this victory on the other side of the all-star break and use this as momentum. So going forward in the absence of AD, they can at least play this kind of defense on the floor without AD consistently, but we'll see what happens. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But guys, great having you here. Once again, it's Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com and Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversations today about LakersBall.com and Lakerholics.com. But before we head on out, LeBron had some interesting comments around the Super Bowl after the Super Bowl victory by the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Rams. Congratulations to them on their Super Bowl victory. And they had their parade today and uh, it was you know very nice for what it was. And then, but LeBron was suggesting that both the Lakers and Dodgers who have won in the past 16 months also come into the festivities and be part of the celebration. So Laker Tom and also Joe Soro, I wanted to ask you guys before we head on out, exactly, was that in good taste? Was that something you should have seen happening? Or was that something just saying, you know what, hey, we just didn't get it done, crying over Spielberg because of COVID, and unfortunately it didn't happen, but just go ahead and enjoy the Rams for what it was. So yeah, you tell Mike me, you should, been, Mike should, said, Mike should they be a part of a parade? Wait, my, my two cents on the subject is real simple. What I would like to see is the Los Angeles Lakers ownership learn from the Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Dodgers ownership who understand clearly that when you're in a market like this, you have to spend money to make money. And the value that the franchises all have is based on not being cheap when it comes to bringing in free agents so that you can win like the Dodgers did or bringing in free agents so you could win a Super Bowl like the Rams did, which is something that the ownership of the the Los Angeles Lakers don't seem to understand as they're not willing. They're not willing to bring back Alex Caruso, even as a trading chip. They're not willing to trade for, for Christian would and to get rid of Russell Westbrook in a in a simple trade simply because they're worried about luxury taxes. They're not willing to pay 200 million in luxury taxes like the Warriors are or 150 million like the Nets are or the Clippers are. Now they want to pay around 50 million. And they'd actually like to figure out a way that they could even get out of paying that 50 million. That would give all of the six siblings of the bus family a little more cash to play around with while the rest of us watch the team go out on an uneven playing field and not be able to feel the same quality lineups as the Warriors, the Clippers, or the Nets, or the Bucks, or what's going to be a half a dozen teams that are going to form a tier right above the Lakers that we may never break into again. That's what I think about having a third parade in Los Angeles. 
You know what? Hold on. Before I bring Joe in there, I just wanted to make compliment you, my, my friend, for not answering the, the question I actually got. You've got a future in politics ahead of you. I just wanted to let you know. That's just it's right there. This is today's politics, not answering the question and going know, off Donald on another Trump, tangent. Yeah. Now, mind you, I agreed with every single part of it. But again, Joe, I will ask you a question. Maybe you'll answer it. I don't know these days here on the Lakers fast break. But thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. But before we head on out, Joe. LeBron was asking for a parade. Should you have gotten a parade and joined the Rams in that parade? My favorite TV show of all time is The Sopranos. And one of the characters on that show, his name was uh, John Sacramoni. He used to have this line when he basically made up his mind. It was, that ship has sailed. (laughs) So I get that LeBron, he's just one of those guys that likes to have fun and be festive and be he just likes know, to put stuff out there yeah yeah that's fine and and again there's some merit to what he said but at this point who cares forget about it and, I, and i've been to parade i've been to two i was at the 2000 parade and i was at the 2001 parade while i i enjoyed the the two hours i was there listening to the players talk and everybody cheering my buddy and I who went uh, both years, we, we still kind of giggle at that parade uh, because it's an interesting bunch that you're around when you go to those parades, especially in L.A. You had a lot of adults that were kind of mimicking a lot of the Raider 49er games, that kind of crowd. And you smelled a lot of stuff at that time. It wasn't, you know, prominent to be, you know, free with that kind of stuff. And it just kind of felt like you were in an area where you're not usually in. So I don't know. I, I don't really care about parades. I think the, mo- the the best part about celebrating the championship is ring night, banner night. When they're putting up that banner up in the rafters. Um, or at Chavez Ravine, which was the first time I had seen that ever. I mean, I, I remember the 88 World Series, but I, I don't remember the, the celebration afterwards. So for me, in this situation with what's gone on with COVID, I, I don't really – if I'm LeBron, I'm like, look, it didn't work out. There's no point in celebrating it two, two years it later. It was 16 months ago. Yeah, I, I don't I – don't, it, 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 there's too much that's gone on this – the second season past that that's already underway i don't i don't I, that, that just seems hammy to me i don't think i don't well the dodgers may not be doing anything for a while because they're on strike so yeah. well the dodgers you know and again uh, uh, tom you were talking about the, the teams that spend money look uh, you're only as good as your that one play that made the difference really and when you look back on the 2020 la dodgers but there are a couple, if not one, Mookie Betts catch. If he doesn't make that catch in Atlanta, we're not even talking about a championship in 2020. You're talking about if Aaron Donald isn't over the football, could have been called uh, encroachment, before he almost sacked Burrow on that last play. He might have, you know, because if you look at the footage from the back, 
he had Jamar Chase open if he wasn't. But yeah, don't, the Super Bowl well, the calls, is, okay, there yeah. were there were blown calls left and right. They just but let I'm trying to play. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying like to see, I'm trying to seal the bow on Tom's non-answering <laughs> of the question. Okay, because now it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting answer he gave, and now I gotta I gotta retort. Every, every all three teams, all three teams had their their moment where it's easy to say yeah because they won. Now the Lakers in twenty twenty, you know they were pretty dominant um, in the Western Conference playoffs you know there was never really i mean they lost before the, before the suspension of the season they had just beaten the clippers well, and, and the bucks and that's back, the thing on the and, weekend that, and dominate them both of them and, and again whenever you see i remember everything and i watched the game so whenever someone yaps this is where the venom starts to come in because yep. i'm like oh well so were you guys watching the, the you know were you watching the lakers and seeing what they had just done we were best before the bubble and we were best in exactly the bubble. exactly so now we take three months off and this is part of me kind of punching you know left and right with people on this and then at the same time i kept hearing about how the following season people were like oh the season ended to you know, they, they brought back the, the, the season too quickly. I'm like, wait a minute. You guys were off April, May, June, July. You were off five months. And then you played two months, and then you came back two months later. I'm like, why are you, you guys are supposed to be superior athletes. You're supposed to be in shape to play. And beyond that, you were off five months. Now, before that five months, the Lakers were they – had, they had had a problem, I remember, the first couple months where they couldn't beat, like, the top-tier teams – and then they started winning those games in February and March, and then the season stopped. And then five months later, they kind of stunk it up in those last eight games before, you which know. Which didn't count. Which, which didn't, didn't count, count. Right? And then once they got in, I remember that buffoon, Barkley, they, they lose to Portland in game one, and he's saying that Portland's going to sweep them. Then they end up backdooring <laughs> them. Then they get out of that, and they play Houston. Westbrook. In Houston, they kind of run. They, they ran Houston a marathon. Took a, remember, Houston won that first game too. Yeah, they ran a marathon that the Lakers weren't ready for, and then backdoored them. And then when they played Denver, when they were going, obviously, when I was expecting the Clippers, but as soon as Denver won, I knew they had blown their wad against uh, the Clippers. So at that point, I wasn't even scared of Denver. Uh, even even if he had, if, if AD had missed that game winner, I wasn't worried really about Denver. Miami, I wasn't worried about either until game three when game three played out i was like dang this you know are they gonna really play this well again and then game five or up three one i'm like this is it we're gonna win this game and call it you know five 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 right and then watching that game and it's probably the best game i ever watched of a, a laker final you know where they lost, where I could actually still go back and watch it and kind of somewhat enjoy it, even though I knew they lost. And then, of course, game six. To me, game six is the the apex of AD's career in terms of his execution, his talent, his Hall of Fame career. What he did in that first half Possibly was, help. was magical. I, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. I never saw... Uh, one guy cover almost he, he was again he was like Palomalu playing defense in that first half they they could not do anything 
in the second quarter. They couldn't do anything because he was everywhere. So to me, those memories are enough. I don't need a parade. I don't need everybody going out there going, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what's that going to do? We got a banner up in the in, in the rafters. They all got the nice, huge, you know, uh, what is it now? What are they, eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 rings that they get each? We'll have one in June instead. Can, can you know, I'm, I'm, I, I would like 18. I mean, I'm kind of greedy. I'm, I'm, I'm greedy. 18's parade. I'm greedy. So they're both 17? The first, year the, the first year the NBA really existed, we won also. Yeah, yeah. It was the year before when they were in the NBL. Yeah, they were the NBL, yeah. That, that did not... That did not register. So the merger, the merger year, they didn't count. Just like the Lakers, I started out in Detroit. I was born in in a suburb of Detroit, Royal Oak, Michigan, and then well, I, 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 I I I ascended to. Well, I came along in England, so <laughs> right side of Eight Mile Road. So we'll go from yeah. there. Yeah. So again, the hell with the parade. We have the banner, LeBron. I know you want to go dance and do your LeBron stuff, but I would say. Let's be realistic here. Let's let's try to finish the season off as best we can. And then this offseason, let's cross our fingers that Rob can pull something out of a hat, get us really, really set up for next year so that we can get one more run out of out of AD and LeBron. Yeah, let's uh, hope that uh, whole organization can get the changes that they need because I don't think one game is going to make a difference in the overall scheme of things. But we'll, well see what happens. A new owner. We're not going to get a new owner. We're yeah, probably going to get a new coach. We're not Hopefully, going to get a new general manager. Uh, that's that's where it starts right there for me. But we're not going to get a new one. Uh, we should. Doesn't matter. We, we got to hope there's a new coach, but when you have a general manager and owner that don't have a basketball philosophy, how do you choose a new coach and how do you design a new roster? You can't. You can't. You can't it's find another. You know? the I mean, when you're asking for advice from Magic again, when you're asking advice from Kurt Rambis, you're asking oh, advice yeah, from Linda Rambis. I'm trying to go ahead and put there's another version of Showtime that they ought to put on reality TV. Well, we're going to be seeing that next month on HBO Max, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm trying to get a hold of Jeff Perlman, who wrote the book that the the series right. is based on. I interviewed him previously for the Lakers Fast Break, so I'm hoping that he'll answer the I'm, call. I've never be- been a John John C. Riley fan until the clips of this movie. Well, you're, it, a, you're not a fan of John C. Riley. John C. Riley played bus. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to be great. It starts Jerry March 6 on HBO Max. It's called Winning Time. It's based off the Showtime book. That Jeff Perlman, we want to go. That was in. a great. That was a great interview yeah. that, that yeah. you did, Joe. I mean, that was off of his latest book that he did that concerned the Lakers. Like his first book concerning the Lakers is Showtime. It's, it's an actually a long title, but it is initially called Showtime. You, people need to look it up. It's right there on Amazon.com. It's actually going to get a lot of play because it that's the series Winning Time. That's what it's based off of. So please, if you want to go ahead and get a better idea of what happened during the crazy Lakers '80s which I am very familiar with. In fact, I'm looking at my back-to-back world championship T-shirt right now, hanging up right here in the house. I will go ahead and tell you right now, I'm going to go ahead and try and get Jeff Perlman. I reached out. Hopefully, I'll hear back from him. So maybe I can interview him during the All-Star break. But we will have shows during the All-Star break. But once again, the Lakers do win 106 to 101. And again, we will be back with shows during the All-Star break. So we won't leave you hanging. 
the next time the Lakers play is a week from Friday. They'll be at home against the Clippers in the Battle of LA. So we'll go ahead and see what happens there. But once again, 106 to 101, we will give you an update when we hear about it on Anthony Davis. And hopefully it won't be too bad, but we'll wait and see. Hope everyone enjoys their all-star break. Hope Laker Tom and both you, Joe Soros, well, go ahead and enjoy. Check out everything that's going on with LakersBall.com. Check out Laker Tom's articles. You, you know, know there's still time this year to make trades. That's Maybe, what people don't yes. realize, that yeah, as soon they're, as the they're team still... is eliminated from the playoffs, as soon as you're eliminated from the playoffs, you're eligible to make trades based upon this year's salaries and so forth until the end of the season. And one very logically trade that was discussed is brought up by John Hollinger was trading Russell Westbrook back to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are over $20 million short right now of hitting the league minimum salary, which means if whatever amount they're short, they have to spread among the existing players on a team. So they would only end up paying a certain portion of Westbrook's salary, and they would get a first-round draft pick out of the deal. The uh, here, we go again. First yeah, round pick. here we go again. Stop getting so, rid of our first-round draft picks. No, so anybody who thinks you got to wait until next year, you're wrong because that's why these trades happen at the draft. I'm telling you, during the summer, his contract becomes so much more valuable, and the Lakers don't have to give up. But he's already there. Much. It's already there. There's no more games to play. It's the summer. The summer starts early for the Lakers as soon as they're out of the playoffs. I, I agree with you, Felix. We should not be giving up picks. <laughs> we don't have that many to choose from that's left. The 2027 first, you never know what's going to happen. But If we get Christian Wood out of the deal, we should do it. That's a, that, was the, that was the killer of all of the trades. Yeah, uh, no. We don't make the playoffs. We don't yeah. make the playoffs. Wood, if you can get Christian Wood from Houston, he's the perfect third star to put along with the Lakers because he gives you two, You said that. You said that three guys who could play small ball Russell five. Westbrook, yeah. He'd solve all the size problems the Lakers have now. 6'9", 225 pounds. You, and you got uh, he, three guys shooting threes. Three guys who have range. He's he's, he's, a, he, he's like AD as well. He's pretty he's pretty soft inside. Uh, as well. He's a more ferocious offensive dunker than AD is yeah, because he's more he's, of an outside guy who will attack the basket. Is there anyone in the NBA that's not soft anymore? Who's not soft? Uh, Andre Drummond, but then you saw how that worked for the Lakers. Well, uh, he's playing much better. He's playing much better. There's a difference when he's between. The there's a difference between activity that accomplishes something and real activity that that stops people from scoring for example you know there are guys like pj tucker who are tough defenders man at any position against any size players the lakers don't have enough guys like that they, they need a marcus smart they need, you know yeah. they needed a ace you know they needed alex caruso you know Ger- so- gerald's not buying it tom he's not buying, not buying anything. It. you're, you're yeah. selling a lot tonight, christian, christian christian wood um, you know, years ago, if I you can get Christian trade, Wood for 13 and a half million a year for Taylor Horton Tucker and a first round pick, you'd do it on a snap. They didn't. They had a chance to do it. Well, you know why? Because they'll have two picks next year because they can also now offer the, the 2029 29 pick. So they'll have the 27 and the 29 pick to offer. <laughs> When have you ever seen a superstar be traded where there wasn't at least two first round picks? I don't. So I don't, who do you want? Who do you want? It's this is a move you for would, you, Lillard. 
this is he wants a third star. What are we gonna do when LeBron retires in two years or leaves? That's that's exactly we don't have any depth on our team right now, as is. We don't, I wouldn't do it. I would spend the money on three guys. And the thing is, the thing is, with the Lakers, the, the thing is, with the Lakers, is they've been drafting extremely well. And that's a complete turnaround for what you want. Yeah, you are three superstars. Guys, you were those, three superstars those guys the are, whole time. Those guys are a 16 and a 14-year-old kids right now. Yeah. I, well, again, LeBron's Tom, never going to play with them. They're never going to help the Lakers win well, You don't know about now. LeBron because LeBron may play for a long time to come. But uh, <laughs> you know, LeBron at 48. That's a really complete turnaround like, the past know. few couple episodes. You say you going from the three superstars to now more of a complete team. Hmm. Yeah, I am. I am going that I way. I wonder who said that originally the whole time. But yeah, yeah well, listen, I, you know, I think there's been some evidence of it both from the Brooklyn Nets and from the Los Angeles Lakers this year. I that say it's things a lot for easier a reason. to build. Like, yeah, would Gerald, you rather Gerald. have a third star like Damian Lillard, or would you rather have three stars like, you know, like a solid starting point guard, you know. Uh, so Tom, I'd rather have a, I'd Tom, rather have a completely get, productive team. Can we? Is there? Look, let's let's be honest here. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Maybe there's something you know that I don't. Okay. Do you really think there's any chance of Lillard ending up in a Laker yes, uniform? Because I think that he, they'll trade Lillard where he asked to be traded if they can get a fair value. John Hollinger made up an uh, made a proposed trade. And he's a former, he's a former sports writer, but he also was hired temper. For you a realize he years can't stand the Lakers. You realize Memphis that, right? Memphis Grizzlies front office as a scapologist. So there, the Thunder are way under the, under the salary cap minimum. You got to spend like 99000 I think they got 75000 So they're going to have to spend $25,000 before the end of the year, or they have to give it to their players. Me so the Lakers can make a trade where they'll take a ten thousand dollar contract for a guy that's on millions, millions, millions. Millions contract. Right? This is yeah. gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go and back. They'll trade, they'll, they'll trade Russell's forty four million. So they'll I'm gonna go back. Five million dollar trade exception. I'm... Which they could then use to do something like, if you wanted, how about. Uh, Let's say the Cavaliers decided they'd like to have thirty-five million dollars worth of cap space and send you uh, send you Kevin Love for nothing. I, I, I'm gonna say this. That's a pretty it, good it's deal. Something, it's something I've been saying. You can for get a multiple week. players from different trades until that trade Go is ahead. used up. There's Go no ahead, way Portland, on There's no way Portland is trading Lillard to L.A. It's just like this whole. Well, if Demar- Lillard, had, they're going to trade Lillard where he asked to. Demar, Demar Derozan said it, 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 it. Everybody keeps yapping about Demar Derozan should have been a Laker. Or he was. He was I'm, saying. I'm happy that because I think it'd be crazy for them to take the for the. I'm Lakers going. I'm going. Another you, third star. Greg Popovich would not have ever traded him to L.A. What do you What do you guys yeah, talk no, about? He I wouldn't have taken. That. And there's yeah. no way he would have taken the the mid-level exception. Yeah. But, Why is this even a discussion? Because he made those comments himself. DeRozan made those comments himself. It wasn't rumor. He made those comments that he thought he was on his way to the Lakers. Dude, that's why everybody is saying what they're saying. But again, you know, it's all conjecture at this point. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things we can go I sure hope we aren't. But, but if you think about the Lakers' history, they're going to get rid of Russ at some point. You know, I mean, because well, Russell's contract becomes valuable because another team gets him, especially, you know, like the Lakers could keep him half the year and they could give him to another team. And the other team would keep him for what, three months. 
and then his contract would be gone and they'd have $47 million worth of cap space to go out and chase free agents. I mean, this year, why did the Clippers, why were the Clippers able to get two really excellent players in their trade? Because they had, they had a $18 million expiring contract that they were able to turn into Covington and uh, who's the other guy they got from Portland? The guard. They got Norman Powell, who's Norman not Norman Powell, the UCLA guard. Two players have been perfect fits for the Lakers, but the Lakers didn't have enough cap, didn't have enough salaries to match to create a situation where they could do a deal like that. And the Lakers also have turned down other deals like the alleged deal for Kirsten Wood because they don't want to take up any long-term contracts. I'm they just going to say, contract I'm just so gonna say LeBron, LeBron's contract runs out. They have only AD and All right, like I'm just right. going to say this before we head on out. Dame Lillard could actually end up being the Lakers, but first Portland will make sure that he signs an extension, a big fat extension. God, I wouldn't trade the for Lakers, him to, st- to stick on the Lakers yeah. so before he gets traded here. I'm going to say that that's going to ha- if that happens, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. But then again, the Lakers are right back where you don't want them with a big fat contract with someone who's in their mid thirties. I'm tired of three stars and a bunch of minimum guys because you worked six months ago. You can't react when there's an opportunity to add a better player because you don't have the pieces to trade, you know, and you have no continuity from year to year because you're always turning the players over. It's not the right way to do it. Even if you have LeBron James in the later years, it's not the right way to do it. I feel we, like going back to the future. On the- we never got a chance to really see how this team could do again, even though I'm, I regret going yeah. that route, but you know, you gamble. We saw a lot lose. of things we'll never see. Yeah. You <laughs> this, get, they gambled, they gambled and, and they yeah. lost and that's, that's yeah. life. And I, right. I think as far as the Lakers and their frugal ways, I think it's worse than the frugal thing. It was frugal would be another thing, but I don't like the way yeah. they've conducted themselves yeah especially when it came to when you're calling magic johnson for advice on what to do you know and listening to kurt rambus who wants you to go back to playing too big that's a sad that's sad too that's sad too you know we've we've become such we've we hate our former laker icons and that's a sad thing we don't we hate we hated byron scott we smart thing would be to hire somebody from outside who knows what the they're doing (laughs) <laughs> and give them the power to do it. Isn't that how you normally do button. it in the game? That's the button we were waiting for, Gerald. I Are we over? I, I thought we were we... over already. No, we're not. We've been, oh, you've sorry, been running Gerald. on this live for... Uh, FCC, right, here. I thought we were over and we were just chatting. What is it? The FCC is going to be calling you now, Gerald? Are they going to be going, hey, yeah. man, what are you doing no, over there? No, no, no. Hey, man, it was on my script, Gerald. What can I say? I'm looking at it right here in the script. Yeah, F word, F word. All right. But guys, it's been great talking to you. The Lakers once again won 106 to 101, closing out the part of the season where just before the All Star break, they close out the All Star break. important win. It really is an important win. 27 and 31. They're still ninth place in the Western Conference. We'll see what happens during the course of the break, what kind of news and updates we'll get on Anthony Davis. We'll definitely report on you here, but we'll try to come back with some content for you during the course of the break and then come back strong by this time next week on a week from Friday when the Lakers play the Clippers, but we'll definitely come back to you before then. So wishing everybody a nice, safe, relaxing week ahead. Once again, at Laker Tom on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, 
Joe Soros at LakersBall.com, and of course, Lakerholics.com. But thanks so much for joining us. We head into the All-Star break with a win. We'll take anything we can get, but we'll see you next time right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.